Ladies and gentlemen, Monsieur Mangus at your service, tapping in from the nation's capital. Stormy and cold night, so we're hunkering in the bunker, here to kick it off with an electric end of regulation episode. Regular Stew crew is here, so let's go ahead and meet the team that's changing the industry. Live from Richmond, a high school prodigy who still cuts the crust off of his sandwiches, Tommy Lasagna, how we doing? I'm doing all right. Speaking of sandwiches, I actually ate two full sandwiches today without realizing that the bread was like completely moldy. So simple, Tom. So it's it might be a long night on the toilet for your boy. That's brutal, man. Always got to check. Always got to check. I'm just I'm just keeping the the listeners informed, for better or for worse. I want them to know what's up. Well, next up, live from Nueve Yorke, could potentially be your next. Harry <laughs> Douglas, how we doing? Speaking of which, I went to a quick story, and also just don't even judge me. Don't ever judge me. Um, <laughs> don't no, feel judged. I went bro. to a uh, I went to a Pilates class this morning. It's like it's weird, but whatever. Don't even worry about it. Mind, um, mind soul, and body, right? Uh, yeah, and I gotta say, man, if you're if you're a bachelor in New York City, go to Pilates classes. Pilates, yoga, big room, any of that. Any of them. Any of Just go. Just go. I mean, <laughs> I'm not I was, even single, and I know that. Yeah, Come on. I, mean, I was the only guy in the class. <laughs> nice. I will phrase that. I was the best-looking guy in the class. Well, that goes without saying. I mean, that's Thank anywhere. You, Tom. Anywhere. Appreciate that, buddy. Appreciate yeah, that. You're, you're a stud, man. Hype Come man. on. Stallion. Um, yeah, no, it was... Uh, yeah, I think once you just get over, like, you know, once you kind of make it... Um, I guess obvious, or I don't know, that, that you're not into guys, then you're good to go. Game on. Well, I like it. We'll see how it goes. Let's play this out. I think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. You got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know the drill. We're going to talk to you about our agenda. We've got entertainment and sports as usual. We're going to talk to you a little bit about uh, which of scenario, the best of zombie films, and more. We're going to hit you with the most bizarre world sports, the XFL and the NFL, plus NBA weekend. So stay tuned. Let's kick it off right now with something that I wanted to bring to the table, a new segment. Uh, it's sort of a witch of scenario. Oh no, sorry, this isn't the witch of scenario. This is the most Googled scenario. So essentially each week I'm going to pick a category, an athlete, an actor, an actress, a term, a car, a cereal, and you guys are going to try <coughs> to guess what item or person is the most Googled of all time in that year. Good to so know. think of kind of current events, think about who's been in the news. And this week we'll do celebrities of 2019 since we're early here in the 2020 uh, era. So what do you guys think would be the top three most Googled celebrity of all time in 2019? A quick question. Are athletes celebrities? Um, so this is all encompassed. This has music, s- athletes, is, actors yes, across the board. This okay. is a little bit more broad. I'm going to get more. 
granular, granular, <clears throat> if you will. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe. I'm gonna taper in on a on a subject, but this for right now is just the overall most Googled celebrities of 2019. Okay. I would guess number one has to be Donnie T, right? Um, he was up there, but that's a more refined search. All right. These these rules and regulations you have are. Tom, stop complaining. I'm not good at these, like, guess. Like, look. Um, I'm going to go with, like. I'm going to go with. Broad uh, net. I'm going to go with, like, Kanye West. Takashi69. That would actually probably be a pretty good guess. But I'll give you a a quick start. Caitlyn Jenner was number one. Really? Uh, uh, Kim Kardashian. Trust me. There's a lot of Kardashians that could have been. Kaylin Jenner was number one. I feel like she hasn't done sh- anything in 2019. That's what I thought, but I guess they said she was at number one. Number two actually didn't come as much of a surprise, and I'll give you guys a hint. Jeffrey Epstein, someone that's linked to him. Uh, Bill Clinton. Oh, Prince Andrew. Yep, bingo. Prince Andrew was number two. And uh, number three was a, I believe, a heavyweight boxer gone reality star he was uh like love in paradise or whatever that shit is related uh, to tyson fury deontay wilder no tom fury his cousin <laughs> i've never right. heard of him. i don't know where you're getting I, these numbers from but dude, there's no I, way that list is true i swear to god i typed in most Googled celebrities of 2019, and those were the three individuals to come up. I have never heard of Tom Fury in my life, although it does make an excellent, like, porn pseudo name for me. But doesn't that make perfect sense? You don't know who he is. So if you see him on Love in Paradise, or you see him come up on, the, like, on SportsCenter, you don't know who he is, so you're going to Google him. I guess that's Well, so you got to think, I guess you think about, like... It's. I guess it's an older demographic that's uses Google more more frequently than maybe like people our age. I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know. I. I, I, I don't I'll know. look. This I'll look weird. further into it. But those were the three that came up. I just. I just typed it in there, and it says. I mean, it says according to new data, which is whatever. I don't know whose data that is, but. I would assume it's Google's. You know. Yeah. Well. Um, we'll go ahead and uh, refine the rules and the category for you next week, Tom. So you're a little bit more happy, okay? Yeah, if we could do like Boston Red Sox baseball players from the early <laughs> yeah. thousands, I will. I'll, I'll win that <laughs> for sure. For sure, I'm on it. Um, all right. Well, next up, I wanted to highlight it. It actually came across my phone literally right before we started recording, and that was Jewel is now being hit with a new lawsuit. Um, after a bold move that the company made that was discovered, and that was that they bought ads on Nickelodeon and other kids' websites to explicitly target young people. Ooh. So that's a bad look. Yeah, any any type of narrative that they presented, which stated that they were not trying to hook kids with their flavors. Well, this is literally what I do. This is like what my company does. Not. <laughs> <laughs> the, our purpose is to target people that you, you're meaning to target. I mean, apparently they they were trying to target kids, but saying like this is literally what we do. We give people data to use for advertising. That's what Joel uses. 
yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy, but I, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Like, it's, this is a double whammy, right? You know, they got slammed with the first lawsuit that took a whole bunch of their products off the shelves and put them behind glass cases, essentially, or in vape stores. Mm. And now you have them, you know, specifically targeting children. I mean, Nickelodeon, man, come on. How do you target kids when all you can market is, like, tobacco and, like, natural flavor jewel? I don't know. Maybe they've got, like, Dora the Explorer ripping the jewel. Vamanos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Everybody get on board. It's a new trend. Um, all right, well, let's move on. This is the witch of scenario that I alluded to earlier on in our agenda. And we're going to bring up a scenario this week, awards. Um, which award would you most want to win? And the three awards are going to be a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Pulitzer Prize. Now, we dabbled with a Nobel Peace Prize, but I think that separates you from the rest. Um, I think that's a award all in its own league. So I think we'll stick with Pulitzer Prize, the Oscar, and the Grammy. Gentlemen? Well, I think I would have to go with an Oscar here just because uh, a Grammy would be cool, but I feel like music is just always like changing and very geared toward whatever, you know, the whatever is hot right now or whatever the generation of that time is. But uh, a movie award, I feel like that would be a, a generational thing. Like that's never like like the I don't know, it's just never going to change. It's never going to kind of fade or or go out of style like my shit is always going to be elite to everyone um it's really tough uh, I'm gonna go with the Pulitzer Prize and just clarification <clears throat> that's for journalism yeah that's for broadcasting that's I mean it's liter- literary or yeah. yeah like investigative journalism stuff like that um yeah i think that would be cool as hell yeah i think it's interesting because if you look at all three they all come with their very own unique individuals and like personalities i think like somebody who wins a pulitzer prize is happy beyond belief to have won that but they do not care about like public image or public perception you know what i mean i feel like people that are a part of the yeah. Grammys and the Oscars. The popularity contest. Like, tell yeah, me, tell me, tell I me am. why. This is what I did. Tell me why Cardi B won best rap album last year. Yeah. It's a popularity yeah, contest. That's what I mean. It's bullshit. Her music is gonna come and go as quick as the seasons, and I feel like. But with that being said, music can be overwhelmingly transcendent. I mean, think about the Beatles. Think about the Rolling Stones. Think about. I mean, the list goes on. These are all individuals who I believe have won Grammys. I would, I, I would be, I would think so. so. Yeah, and uh, you know, but how many people do, how many today. people do you know win a Pulitzer? And like, imagine just having that on like your, your mantle. Yeah, it would be pretty cool. I'm gonna look up Pulitzer Prize winners because it's definitely like I'd, the least sexy. Uh, talk, yeah, yeah, sexy. That's a good way to put it. Like, they don't have a, an award night for the Pulitzer Prize, right? Like, it's just one category, journalism or whatever? Like, is it just, like, a single winner, like the Peace Prize? 
It could be like it could be for writing like a symphony too. Yeah, jur- journalism, letters, drama, music. I mean, like you think about it. You have to be like incredibly. There. I think you have to be more Public ta- service, more like really news, talented. investigative reporting, explanatory reporting, local reporting. I mean, so who who is like the 2019 Pulitzer or 2020 Pulitzer Prize winner? I'm gonna look up the 2019 because I doubt they've dubbed the. Yeah, I mean, hey, it is award season. So, so there are multiple prizes that are multiple Pulitzers that are given out. Um, and this year, I don't know anybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Uh, uh, there was a musical prize given out, an editorial prize, a fiction prize, to Richard Powers, the Overstory. If you've ever heard of it, I have not. No, classic, instant classic. It's hard, hard, hard when you don't read much, um, or mm-hmm. when you can't read. Um, yeah, and then the rest were like public service surprise. <laughs> so FBI botched something. Yeah, yeah, so, it's pretty fucking boring. Boring, but I think also f- fairly rewarding. That's pretty it's swaggy. Like, yeah, I mean they're all the pinnacle of success in their prospective careers. I think. If I'm going to answer, it's going to be an Oscar. I think to win Best Picture and have all the pieces of the puzzles come together perfectly is, uh, like, look at Bong Chong, or whatever the hell his name is, that wrote Parasite. I mean, that guy is a fat kid in a candy shop right now. I have a quick question. Um, Yeah. Because I saw this on the internet, and it kind of made me think. If Parasite was... In, it was an English or American film would it have won all those awards probably um, I'm not sure because I think the reason people really thoroughly enjoyed it was because of the fact that they had to continuously read the subtitles and you were fixated the whole time I, I, you know what I mean I think if it was an American film you could get distracted and takes away from the entirety of the plot yeah um but I don't know. That's a good thought. It's tough. It's really. It's tough. I mean, I, what I like about it, it, it was it was like a on, on the uh, gram. It was like a. Um, it was just an interesting insight into a culture and a part of the world that I'm like so unfamiliar with. And I thought that was a very. I mean, obviously it's a, it's a, a fictional story, but the whole like, you know, when they're doing like the fumigation, he's like, no, 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 leave it open. It'll kill all the the, the bugs in our house. Um, I thought that I feel like yeah. that's probably like fairly like accurate representation of what living in China can be like sometimes. I mean, it's wild. I don't know. I mean, they they highlighted the the overpopulation factor. Mm-hmm. They highlighted the huge socioeconomic divides, help yeah. and labor. I mean, it was it was nutty. I'm glad it won. I know that we were gonna talk about the Oscars. It's a little past its date, but uh, yeah. I called that shit. I'm gonna try to find the recording, but verbatim I said that. Joaquin Phoenix was going to win an Oscar. I said Parasite was going to win an Oscar. And I said that 1917 was going to win for sound and editing. God, if I knew. They you're were a big, you're a big movie buff these days. I think uh, that's something I've been noticing about you. Yeah, man. Well, I th- like When I moved to D.C., I just bought into uh, Movie Pass, and that shit went belly up. So I switched over to AMC because they just copied exactly <laughs> what yeah. they did but did all the right things um and it's like almost a little less than 20 dollars a month and you can see as many movies as you want a week or or three movies a week 
as many you want as in, in a month pretty much yeah you definitely see more movies than any of my friends that i talk to and i don't it, think I clearly it, it paid i try off. to hit it every sunday i don't i don't think i've seen a movie in over a year in, in theaters really yeah you tried to go see 1917 but that was a disaster i, I still haven't fucking seen it it's crazy yeah i haven't seen the joker well, i haven't seen that i haven't seen uh, it's list goes on <laughs> maybe, speaking maybe of, we uh, shouldn't talk about oscars then speaking of movies we had a little conversation in our group chat to give you all listeners some insight and uh we talked best zombie movies of all time um there was a lot of debate i'm most recently watched world war z given brad pitt's recent award uh and his performance so wanted to just let you guys know we're going to run a poll similar to what we've done in the past with favorite movies best comedies best horrors this time we're going to run best zombie films um i picked six names or one two three four five six there's six or seven there whatever we'll figure it out we're going to get six or eight even number obviously uh dawn of the dead 28 days later world war z resident evil zombie land land of the dead i am legend we're going to put it up there and let you guys vote. But uh wanted to hear from you guys what your favorite zombie movie was. Um, <clears throat> I think my top two out of that list, at least, uh, World, Wars, World, World War Z and 28 Days Later. I would have to agree. I kind of... I bundled in, like, Zombieland and Zombieland 2 and 28 Days Later and 28 Weeks Later because... 28 you know days I mean? and 28 weeks. Yeah, like, you're you're saying the same thing, right? Like, yeah, it's just it's the series. same concept. Yeah. So, I thought um, I thought they were equally as good. I thought World yeah. War Z was good because it was like, kind of the most realistic in terms of like, oh, we could have this like crazy disease that spreads and, you know, nobody has a What's, cure and all that all that good stuff, especially with everything going on with the coronavirus right now. Well, so that's what I was gonna say. The reason I actually watched this was because. It's actually horrifying that it is essentially alluding to the coronavirus. I mean, the disease essentially starts in Korea. There is a disease that they cannot discover. They cannot find out how to fight. And before you know it, Jerusalem's taken over. America's taken over. Everywhere that we thought was safe is taken over. Um, so we'll see, man. Coronavirus could turn into World War Z. <laughs> I I hope not. I got a lot of living to do before I've decided. Are you going Z hunting? Or are you hiding? Are you a hider? Or are you a hunter? Those aren't really things you can hunt that easily. Not to mention, I don't think any of us have that much experience hunting. Dog, It'd be Brad fun. It worked for the UN. Hmm. Brad Pitt worked for the UN. He wasn't like a skilled hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. I'm, I'm hiding. I'm finding the deepest, darkest bomb shelter I can find and living my days luck, out happily there. Good luck finding it. Yeah, good luck, right? good luck take, making it to it. In World War Z, they take the president out in his bunker. So if that's not deep enough or hidden enough... If the president's getting taken out, you're getting, you're getting taken, taken out. out. So you might as well try go out there and take some out before you get taken out. I think the city's, I mean, the city's the worst place on planet earth to be oh that would i mean at that point you might as well just give up Uh, no you just don't leave your apartment like that's the only option you have 
Yeah. Well, it didn't work out for the people in New York City in World War Z. I'll tell you that much. They didn't um, have. They didn't have doormen. <laughs> well, we'll. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, letting that guy in here? Come on. <laughs> you kidding me? You're fired. <laughs> um, get outside. All right, well, we'll we'll throw this out there um, so that we can hear from you guys because we'd love to get your opinion. But that's all we got for entertainment. So we'll move on here to uh, the sports segment of tonight. We wanted to pull together something special for you. Um, we're having a little bit of a debate about what would be the most or the greatest non-competition or championship event in sports to win. Yeah. Like, I don't even know how to phrase that. So, like, obviously everybody would want to compete or even just watch, like, you know, the Super Bowl or any sort of professional sports finals. Like, we kind of kind of – put that in its own category of its own <laughs> but there are also several you know mid-season um such as like the nba all-star weekend or the home run derby things like that things of that nature like which to you is the best non-championship event in all of sports so some of the topics we have is mle major league eating that's nathan's hot dog eating contest and everything that includes stuffing or gorging <coughs> Uh, your face, MLB Home Run Derby, NL, uh, NBA Dunk Contest, and the Death Dive World Championship for Belly Flops. Uh, well, Non-championship event in sports. If I had to compete, I think I would have to do the Belly Flop competition. Just It's the only I, one I have. I feel like you would be at. a stellar belly flopper. I'll just plank plank in the air. and like How, how far is the flop is it from like a an olympic diving height yeah it's it's high Ooh, it's massively high yeah that would hurt i wouldn't i wouldn't do i'd rather and do here's, major here's league eating and i would love win. to ask one of these gentlemen um i've jumped in awkwardly into a pool or an ocean before and uh hurt my man parts uh from the impact on the water how does one avoid popping said man parts when you're jumping from an olympic sized diving board and hitting essentially concrete you gotta just do the tuck back through the legs I was just, they, must, they must they must tape it back or wear a cup you gotta wear a cup you have to wear a cup yeah it's only that's your only option yeah who would have thought that the death diving would be the most dangerous of all of these competitions well 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 that's like an i guess we would say poses the most threat then and there like the nathan's hot dog like joey chestnut's gonna die probably tomorrow yeah if he's not already dead in his i apartment. mean what's his name uh um kobayashi, kobayashi thank you has that dude i don't think he competes anymore because he has arthritis in his jaw <laughs> that is wow, that dude, is one arthritis of the in injury. his jaw is the least of his issues that guy's eating so much ground up pig it's disgusting yeah, they they must deal with some serious gastrointestinal intestinal. And and issues. what is it? You're not allowed to throw up for like X amount of time after. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a couple hours after the event. Just it's like yeah, you hold, hold in those you, you hold in those yeah. fifty hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, I bet those buns and those hot dogs wiggling around in your stomach yeah. right now are yeah. freaking fantastic. <laughs> yeah, smoke a cigarette, <laughs> dude. Do you just like next morning? Do you just sit on the toilet with a bucket in front of you and just pull trig? You just empty the chambers. I think it's like, once you're allowed to do it, you just gotta let the let the demons out. 
I would just drink Ipecac. Is that what makes you throw up? Yeah, or or um, like, what's the other thing that makes you poop? Coffee. Laxatives. <laughs> like laxatives, but there's there's a brand. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. I understood it was laxatives. Ducal X. X lax. Put some eye drops in your coffee and then see how that works. Well, oh, oh yeah. I think we kind of strayed a little bit off this topic. So, in terms of which one is my favorite to watch, it has to be the NBA dunk contest. Yeah, but what what would you most like to win? The NBA dunk contest. Um. Uh, home run I think derby. The belly flop. Derby, you said, Harry. Yeah, home run derby. They also like the winner yeah. of that gets like a million bucks now, so that's pretty sweet. And a car. I feel like that's for the, actually a I very good point. I feel like for the point. derby and for the belly flop, you're just proving that you're boss hog out loud. <clears throat> you're either just slamming cannons, 500 plus yards, or you are just proving to the world that your body is just indisposable. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, you're not. You're not making yourself any more attractive and trust me the guys who compete in that are not attractive uh <laughs> yeah, you're not no. making you're not doing yourself any favors and you know in the in the uh get an ass game by being in major league eating i will say there was one i didn't put on there which was the um the american association of lawnmower racing that's epic oh and it was yeah. A bunch of guys that couldn't afford like the auto industry essentially, and so they just purchase souped up lawnmowers and they race them. It's pretty epic. That's I think epic. I would okay. actually be pretty good at that. I have quite the track record of cutting grass. I have like eight <laughs> years experience at a couple different golf courses. Harry, did you have a thought on the uh, lawnmower? Well, no. It, it reminded me of something I've been watching a long time is the uh, lumberjack stuff where that took. Climb the tree and then s- that was also on there, dude. I that, put so much stuff on there yeah, yesterday, like yeah. skiddlywatch and hot saw. There's like all these weird ass names they have for the events. It's pretty wild. That stuff is bananas. How good those guys are at, at sawing wood. Someone joked and said it's not an official rule, but you definitely get additional points for wearing a plaid shirt or a flannel. <laughs> and, and, and a beard. And a beard. They said it's the most manly place on earth. Like, you feel overwhelmed by how, like, if the three of us, maybe not Tom, but Harry, if you <laughs> and I went there, we would feel like just little little boys in the woods. <laughs> they would just chase us out. With, I uh, think I would They would just mad. chase us out of there with pitchforks. Can you imagine a kid with my stature winning a lumberjack competition? Hey, man. do it, man. It's, co- it's just core strength. It's, yeah, man. Put your mind to mental. it. Um, all right, well, let's, uh, on the topic of the dunk contest and non-championship event-related sports, uh, we'll talk NBA weekend that consists of dunk contests, skill contests, celebrity match. You name it, they've got it, but most importantly, we <clears throat> want to talk about the dunk contest. Um, probably one of the more electric things in the NBA to watch. You've got the top of the top talent. People are just slamming down rim. Um, you pray every year for broken glass, but never happens. Um, but I'll kick it over to Tom to talk to us a little bit about his excitement and what you should be looking <laughs> out for. 
Yeah, so this is going to be an exceptional dunk contest as it is the 20-year anniversary of when Vince Carter won in 1990 and kind of re essentially rewrote how the dunk contest is done going you know through the legs, elbow in the rim. I'm sure if you toss on ESPN, you'll see highlight after highlight of it. And so I think there's going to be a lot of hype surrounding it. And I, I don't know, I, I just feel like year in and year out these guys find ways to sort of one up and and evolve what we consider like an oh my god dunk like you have guys like Aaron Gordon who are jumping like from the free throw line like behind their back through the legs it's just absolute like athleticism at its best and a lot of people give NBA players shit for you know calling it a soft league and not a contact league but the dunk contest just shows like how truly freakish, freakishly athletic some of these guys are. And it's like I mentioned earlier, it's one of my favorite events to watch. Do you feel as if it has gotten like in my opinion, having watched it several years ago when Blake Griffin jumped over IKEA, like to me I feel as if I haven't seen as cool as stuff. I feel like, yes, I could never pull any of it off, and I don't understand, like, the physics of what it takes to spin and put it through your legs, but it just seems, like, very repetitive versus some of the stuff that I used to see. Well, yeah, I feel like... Sorry, go ahead, Harry. <clears throat> um, I'm going to put about a 1% chance that I even watch it, but uh, I'm going to give my two cents anyway, so hope you guys don't mind. Um <laughs> Did you see the dunk that was kind of making its rounds today on social media? It was like a two-man dunk. Guy kind of like yeah, dribbles I, it in. I think I sent it to you guys. <clears throat> he caught it from behind the back. And... Like over his shoulder like in midair. Yeah. Unless they start doing stuff like that, I'm not going to watch. And yeah, I, I think I think it's cool, but I'm just like, it's just one of the things. That, I just don't think the creativity is there. I mean, it's not easy to like make up a new dunk, but Vince well, Carter made up like fucking... 10 different ones so that's that's what i mean like the there is obviously a limit to what they can and can't do and it's so difficult on its own to kind of show or do something that hasn't been done before and you'll see like a lot of players will recreate dunks like i think last year um somebody did like the famous like jordan dunk from the free throw line and yeah. like it's it's sort of uh both like a, a tribute thing and it's like all right what can i do to to kind of turn the page here um and i i almost feel like we're so used to seeing these dunks now like whether like it's on instagram like that or even just in games people are throwing down ridiculous dunks that we're almost desensitized to like the feet like what they're actually doing out there like we look at it it's like oh good job like yeah you you dunked but to like sit back and be like all right could I ever do that? Like, no. Oh, I mean, trust me, any of these skill competition, NHL, NBA, NFL, none of it I would succeed in. Don't get me <laughs> wrong. I just, from a viewership standpoint and from Harrison's argument point, I just feel as if, as if it has gotten very repetitive, and I think it's very hard to your defense like you've seen the Vince Carters the Michael Jordans of the world how do you top what's pretty much already been the pinnacle um, yeah but I think it will be interesting to see like I, I guarantee you over or under what do you think four 
for tributes to Kobe dunks. I mean, like, that's going to probably be the theme of this dunk contest. Having just, yeah. like, had LeBron teed up, like, oh, God came down, Kobe came down from the skies and, like, made me do that dunk. No, dude, you've been planning since his death when you got a runaway ball to throw that dunk down. Yeah, I, uh, I would undoubtedly expect at least two different instances where players will put on Kobe jerseys and do, uh, you know, you saw LeBron do that, uh, like, like double pump, like windmill dunk that Kobe did, like you know, whatever, like ten years to the day a few weeks ago in a game. I would, I would definitely expect that. But in terms of uh, <coughs> who's who this year, I'm just gonna go down the list real quick. Uh, we have Aaron Gordon from Orlando, who is the he either won last year or the year before. He's won before, and he's the current favorite to win. Followed by Derek Jones Jr. from Miami, the lone white boy Pat Connaughton out of Milwaukee, and uh, everyone's favorite Dwight Howard, uh, who now plays for the Lakers. If you didn't know, and of that list, <laughs> I'm taking Derek Jones Jr. He is listed at plus 140 odds on my book right now, and the guy is just electric. He's got the most jump out of all of these guys, and if you're looking for something. To kind of you know jaw hit the floor something you've never seen before. No, that was a nice rhyme. Um, it's gonna come from Derek Jones Jr. and who I'm uh, confident. What are the odds on the number one seed right now? Gordon's at plus one fifteen. Jo- Jones Jr. one forty. Pat Connaughton plus three fifty. And Dwight Howard plus four hundred. All right, interesting. And so yeah, wow. end of reg. It will be taking Derek Jones Jr. We're gonna have to heavily lean on you to uh, to watch this. When is it? S- this uh, weekend, Saturday, Saturday, I think. Yeah, Saturday night. Uh, is like so, the three point so contest and all that. They stuff. have a celebrity game during the day, I believe, and then. Yeah, <clears throat> I think I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Certainly for the celebrity game, seeing as Stephen A. is one of the coaches, I'm good. But thanks. He's <laughs> um, gonna put that right, high well, school basketball skill to test. Or to yeah, the test. I I accidentally stumbled across something today on TV with him ranting about he has like a segment called Oh No You Didn't and he was just like ripping people on their dunks, being like, I'm fifty and I can make that. It's like Stephen A, stop trying to be a millennial. Just do you, bro. <laughs> just do you. He's literally up there like, Oh no, you did it I'm like, dude. Enough. Imagine Enough. you really like that Take a segment, seat, my friend. Seems seems right <laughs> up your alley. <laughs> no, yeah, it was not a um, segment I enjoyed. Let's 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 get off of Stephen A. and every, and anything to do with the NBA. <laughs> yeah, let's talk uh, XFL. We're gonna do a quick brief stint here. Um, opening weekend last weekend, uh, game ran on an ABC, averaging three point three million viewers. In comparison, the viewership was higher than a strong NBA Christmas Day matchup between the Celtics and the defending champion Raptors. Um, so fairly impressive. I think we've alluded to it in the past. McMahon and everything that he's trying to do with the XFL is interesting. We like the rules. We posted it. We talked about it. Um, I want to hear from you guys what your thoughts are so far on the XFL. Um, if it's kind of just exactly what you thought or if it's kind of gone above your expectations. I, I think they're doing some 
I mean, they they they're in such a like unique position that like they, I mean, it doesn't have to succeed in the sense where it, can, it doesn't have to be bigger than the NFL at any point in in its you know however long it lasts, but they just get to take a product that people seem to have issues with in the and you know speaking about the NFL and then just do whatever the you know what the whatever the fuck they want with it like it's it's such a it's such an like an easy thing to work with if they have the financial backing to just say all right kickoffs this is what we're going to do one foot in bounds uh different overtime rules like everything that people hate about the NFL they're going to be like all right we're just going to flip it on its head and like, and make this it's a beautiful think- beautiful thing yeah, to that point, I think is cool, you know, with the money backing, even with the financial backing that they have, what I've read is that they're being extremely fiscally, fiscally responsible in terms of learning from the mistakes of the AAF and not trying to bring in these big names. I know that there were discrepancies with Kaepernick because he wanted just an exorbitant amount of money, and they said to him, look, we don't need it. You know, we don't, we don't need the press and the baggage <clears throat> that comes with it, nor do we need to waste a whole bunch of money on one individual um so i think you know a couple of teams have already made moves in terms of cutting players um the los angeles wildcat all business no bullshit they've already fired their defensive coordinator um former jets and giants linebacker pepper johnson they lost their first game of the season 37 to 17 Um, to the houston roughnecks yeah, to the roughnecks. Well, this and this was another thing that I wanted to bring up. They could not have picked worse names. Like I get you can't pick like the Falcons and and all that, but there are a lot of other animals and species out there. Like the dragons are a team. <laughs> the roughnecks. I mean, come on, you, you could have done a little bit better. Team, team makes, names aside, I thought the uniforms yeah. were absolutely swagger. Eight for eight on uniforms. Yeah, of course. I mean, they can do whatever they want with it. I mean, DC defenders are legit too. Yeah, they are. I mean, um, speaking of which, they took down uh, the Seattle Dragons in their home opener, and ticket sales for the Seattle Dragons um, home opener for them in Seattle versus the Tampa Bay Vipers has surpassed twenty-five thousand tickets, um, and the, the team expects to surpass thirty thousand plus. Just to put it into perspective, Conor McGregor's UFC 246 return fight had 19,040 in attendance. I, I got to put an asterisk on that number, though. Um, I, 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 I agree. but I'm That was a sold-out 19,000 in a much yeah. smaller arena. These guys are playing in NFL arenas, stadiums. I couldn't so. agree more. I couldn't agree more. But I think my point is... That's no great to see. Twenty five thousand. No one knows the XFL, and there's yeah. thirty thousand people going to see the Dragons. Yeah, I mean, oh. people are degenerates, and and people, and it just goes to show how addicted people are to football, and and it doesn't matter if it's high school, college, NFL, yeah, a, 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 anywhere they can XFL, put their money, anywhere they can put their money, go watch a game, um, get the drunk, XFL, the get XFL an excuse is, to get is, drunk. <laughs> yeah, the XF, exactly. The XFL is. Uh, you know, it's, it doesn't take a genius to make this decision, but to make the decision to start the season right after the NFL season concludes is it makes too much sense. Um, I th- now I didn't get to this, even though I did thorough research. Do they play in NFL stadiums? Yeah, I know the New York team plays at MetLife. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, DC Defenders play at Audi Field, which is where the MLS team plays. That's a big um, stadium, though, right? It is, and it's a great stadium, and it's more conveniently located in the city because FedEx Field, as you know, Tom, is in the middle of nowhere. 
Yeah, FedEx Field in Landover, Maryland is just a place where nobody wants to go. And nobody. Oh, on that note, actually, um, there the Dan Snyder, owner of the Redskins, is essentially pitting the states of Maryland and Virginia against one another to build a new stadium and where it's going to be located. Um, whether that's in D.C. and somewhere else in Maryland, or maybe Arlington somewhere in there. But you know what's wild about that is FedEx Field <laughs> is a new field. What do you mean? Fairly, like fairly, like FedEx Field is fairly new. No, for them, that's like dude, at least thirty years old. Compared to being, they were playing at RFK, dude. The Redskins. That, that yeah, that stadium was literally. If you drive by it, is falling apart now. So it's not too long ago that they moved to FedEx and to now be pitting people against each other to be building a new multi-billion dollar stadium. Well, it, it's it's pushing the legal system to initiate or initial, like, the initial bills um, of legalizing gambling. It, Interesting. It passed. Because it's uh, in Maryland, but Virginia. not Virginia, right? I think, I don't know if it's in Maryland or not. I think they're both sort of in the same realm but i know no, you're that right fedex was built in 1997 yeah but it needs to but that's not like but that's not that long ago dude yeah it's, it's not and the the biggest issue with fedex field is they fucked up tremendously because the most expensive tickets at any football stadium are on the 50 yard line fedex field has a walkway going up each of the 50 yard lines so the most expensive tickets are on the 49 yard line And while that may be, you know, hearsay for the average ticket buyer, season ticket holders could be getting charged so much more money to be at midfield. Just another example of why Dan Snyder is a big, dumb idiot. I'd like to go on record that Dan Snyder is a scumbag. Yeah, the guy is bordering James Dolan. Scumbag. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good argument. I'm going to write that down. I'm going to put a poll up. Who's should worse, we do? James? Should we do like a little like individual research and come with with fire firing points, fire squad style, like whatever you want to call gonna it. Put it? I'm gonna put it out who is to worse? the audience, but we'll bring it up next week and discuss who we think is worse. I would probably argue just right now, off the top of my head, that James Dolan is, but that's me being biased. I think if you're someone from like in fairness, New York in the last twenty years has seen a championship. To a certain degree, I think if you are well, I guess now with with uh, the Capitals and um, the Nationals, but like they, it, I mean, it was a dry, a dry spell, and I think Dan Snyder is a testament to that. I mean, these, like, both of these guys are terrible, so we'll put it out there and we'll bring it back next Monday or Tuesday and see what we think. Um, while we're on the topic of Snyder and the NFL. We might as well move off of the XFL and talk a little bit about off-season stuff. Most importantly, we posted about it. It's the news around town. Miles Flash Garrett reinstated by the NFL. Welcome back to Cleveland with open arms. Um, wanted to turn it over to you guys. I tried to start it off on Instagram to hear from people. Um, but want to hear what you guys think about the precedent that this sets. The thoughts um, going forward. I mean, essentially... You know, granted, if this happened in the beginning of the season, he'd probably be suspended for the whole season. But he got six games um, before he was reinstated after bashing 
Mason Rudolph's head in with his own helmet. So, going forward, what do you think? I'm I'm cool with it. Bring him back. I mean, the guy literally paid a hefty fine, missed six game checks, and you know I'm sure he heard it from all his teammates. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? And I know I get it. Like the the act itself was just gross and has no room in professional sports for things like that. But I I also kind of think it was a, a heat of the moment thing, and the guy just snapped. Like, it it it, it is what it is, and I, I don't foresee him, especially the guy that he's been painted to be, uh, genuinely a good guy and you know well regarded prior to this incident in in my opinion so i think uh i i think the suspension fits the fines fit and we won't see anything like this again from miles garrett yeah well i mean i think that the reason i asked the question is yes great miles garrett has learned his lesson but you put in somebody who's hot-headed and this happens again and they're you know they say oh it's only six game suspension I just think it sets a bad precedent to play devil's advocate. I don't really care whether or not he's on or off the field. I just think for the NFL to be, hey, we're trying to change rules and regulations and concussion protocols to make things safer, but then suspending a guy for six games for bashing another player on the head, I just think is an oxymoron. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm not surprised that they brought him back. I agree with Tom pretty much across the board. I mean, the guy like writes poetry in his spare time, so... Um, not to say that it, you know. What I will say is, Ted Bundy also wrote poetry. Yeah, what I will say <laughs> Got is that I mean I don't know. Is like I just don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's done everything he needs to do to like you know make everything right in the situation. I don't know. Maybe Mason Rudolph like threw a little slur at him. It's kind of what I figured probably happened. Well, that was what initially came out, right, is is he had said that things were said. I don't know if it was directly Mason Rudolph, but he said he reacted because I mean, Mason of... Rudolph, Mason Rudolph is from, like, the South. Like, yeah. You know. no, no, no implying what was or wasn't said. Mason Rudolph Tom. clearly did grab at Garrett's, like, helmet or, like, shoulder, neck area. Like, that's clearly on footage, and it's something that has been just swept under the rug throughout this whole entire thing. Because he's been playing the victim card ever since, but go yeah, back, but you go also, back again and watch that. Watch the initial clip that was a hundred percent instigated by Rudolph. If to you some look degree. at the clip, he gets hit, he goes down, Miles Garrett stays locked in on him, and then Mason Rudolph grabs his face mask, and then well, yeah, I mean once once the, the bull sees red, the bull sees red. There's, there's I think that. other people. I think other people around the league also watched that video, whether it was live or after after the fact, and we're just like, yeah, I don't think I'd ever take it that far. Like, the other thing being, yeah, I think that, the biggest thing that we've point. missed here is I'm pretty sure it happened with eight seconds left in the game. Yeah, it was. It was, right, it was like the last play of the game. So, completely pointless, you know? Like, I think if it were in the heat of the moment in a playoff game and that were to occur, okay, sure, you know? If that, happened a in a pl- if that happened in a playoff game, Miles Garrett wouldn't see another roster. I get that, but what I'm saying is Imagine if that you talk about heat of the moment. It's not a heat of the moment midseason when you're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers. What if he did that to Tom Brady? Uh, Miles Garrett would be in Guantanamo. <laughs> Sicko. 
Um, all right, mean, well. Hey, hey, Tom Brady versus a third-string QB. Come on. Come on. What are we talking about here? Come on. Yeah, I hear you. Um, let's talk Tom Brady. Let's talk free agency. We've got a list of names here. Uh, pretty hefty in the QB section. Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, Ryan Tannehill, and Marcus Mariota. Uh, posing the question, what does Tennessee do? <clears throat> Philip Rivers and Dak Prescott. Um, I want to start with Dak because while I hate and despise Jerry Jones and everything about Dallas, there's a lot of speculation around what Dak's doing. They're going back and forth with contract deliberations. And what kind of has come to the light is that Dallas is just going to use a franchise tag on him. And plain and simple, Dak Prescott is not a franchise tag quarterback, in my opinion. Um, So I want to hear from you guys what you think he should do or what is going to happen. Well, if he's Dak or across the board? (laughs) No, with Dak. And then we'll talk about the rest. There's, I mean, uh, there's really nothing he can do if he's tagged. He's just gonna have to suck it up. I mean, a tag isn't bad. He's still gonna get like twenty-eight million dollars this year. It's not, but, it's not bad. Can, I, I was under the, uh, under the assumption that you could refuse to sign a franchise tag. Yeah, then you go to, free, then you go into re- uh, restricted free agency. I think. Oh. But like, wouldn't that be a strong move for him? Because he's gonna get picked up regardless. I don't really know the ins and outs of restricted free agency, but the term restricted makes me think that he would get better money in Dallas with a franchise tag than testing restricted free agency. No, restricted, and this is like I'm, I'm, this is a very high level, and and is how I understand it is that if a team a team's now allowed if they go to restricted free agency, a team is now allowed to make a, a an offer to Dak Prescott. If a team makes an offer, the Cowboys get a certain amount of time to um, respond to that offer or counter offer. And uh, at which point, if I, I think the team gets one more chance to like up the Cowboys, and if the essentially if he would go to another team, they would, they would be forfeiting they would be forfeiting draft picks to back to the Cowboys. I, I don't know exactly which picks those are though. I mean, I think it's a bold move, but I think it would be most beneficial for him because. There is a team that is in desperate need of a quarterback, many, as we just listed this off. And he is, in my belief, not a franchise tag quarterback. I mean, I, no. I get what they're trying to do. They're buying themselves time. But yeah, of course. But how much I, time I think... can you buy yourself when it's not going to help you get to the, the money mark that he wants? Here's what, what I would say, though. Is I think he's going to sign it, and the reason being is that he's not going to find much of a, a much – Better offensive line, better wide receiving weapons, better running back than he's going to yeah. get in Dallas. There's Dallas is any real quarterback stream. You have all the pieces, like you said. Like it's going to be it's going to be difficult to look, you know, Zeke and Amari Cooper and you know Michael Gallup and all those linemen. Like you said, those are just all star talent across the board. Like it's going to be hard to find that elsewhere, and especially if you're just in it for the money. Like yeah, he can go sign with fucking Tampa Bay, and who who knows what's gonna happen down there? But I I, I think Dak Prescott will end up being a cowboy. Uh, we saw the same thing with Zeke, and Zeke ended up holding out, and you know, lo and behold, Jerry Jones paid him. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I was just interested because 
you know, the franchise tag poses a threat to him, and this is someone who's been talked about very frequently getting a uh, exorbitant amount of money in his next contract. So another year. He's going to have to make the playoffs if he wants that. Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's talk about the <coughs> Tennessee Titans. These guys were potentially, if they had the right pieces, well, I shouldn't say pieces, a piece, quarterback, um, a Super Bowl contender. And Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota are both on the chopping block. What do you guys think Tennessee does? What would you suggest? Um, what's the future for Tennessee? Well, I think Tennessee has to be in the market for Tom Brady. Um, that's a given. Not only do they have all of those same similar pieces in an offensive line, an elite running back, everything that you know is attractive for these free agent quarterbacks, but they also have Mike Vrabel, who Brady played with in New England for several years. They won championships together as teammates. And so the storyline uh, would would be very fitting to have Brady come in. Um, I don't think Ryan Tannehill is the answer. I think he was pretty exposed in the playoffs. And poor, poor Marcus Mariota is suddenly turning into, you know, an, an RG3 without injuries. He will be a restricted free agent. Yeah, they're going to sell him for parts. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Mariota is going to go to the highest bidder. Unfortunately, I don't think that number is going to be very high. I think I have some dirty laundry over here that you know, might be worth its weight in Marcus Mariota. <laughs> Interesting. Well, uh, another team that is in a similar situation uh, is St. Louis. Drew Brees, Taysom Hill, and New Teddy Bridgewater. New Orleans. Uh, so what did I say? St. Louis. Louis. Where's that guy? doesn't have a team anymore. <laughs> I have no idea why I just said that. Uh, New Orleans. So, um, New Orleans Saints. That's what I was thinking Daniel, about. Daniel, huh? Hey, uh, New Orleans Saints. Hey, how you doing? Um, Drew Brees, Hill, and Bridgewater are all free agents. Um, I think it's pretty obvious that they're going to put their money on Brees, but want to hear from you guys as to what you will think happen. They will keep Drew Brees, they will keep Taysom Hill, they'll probably draft a quarterback sometime between the 4th and 7th round I'm not really sure that's going to be, maybe like a Jacob Eason out of Washington, that kid can sling it, anyways um, and I think Teddy Bridgewater goes to somewhere like San Diego What do you think about Bridgewater going back to Minnesota? Negative Ghost Rider Too, too much money already tied up in Kirk um, in terms of, Tom, what do you, I read an article recently. Tom, what do you think of my that? little thing there? Your what, buddy? What do you think of my little thing there? Your uh, your take. Uh, well, first, I'd like to prelude your take by saying uh, this might be an unpopular opinion, but Taysom Hill is a fucking idiot if he thinks he's an NFL quarterback. He's a bum, dude. Why do you think I told that? Why do you think I said that they're going to draft a quarterback this year? No, I, I agree. I think they probably will look into drafting a quarterback, and depending on Jacob how long, Eason. Uh, depending on how long they re-sign Breeze for, it, two years, it, it might come next year. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I, I don't. I don't see the Saints team really being a threat. Like it, it would be a waste of talent, such as Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, if you were going to decide to just shove Taysom Hill in there, who's really only effective because. 
teams have to worry about Drew Brees. Like, teams aren't worried about Taysom Hill throwing the ball. They're worried yeah. about him catching passes and, you know, draws I mean, and they're gonna, whatever. Is, is Bridgewater a free agent? Uh, I think so. Yes, he is. Yeah, free agent. Yeah. So yeah, it's I mean, kind of a bummer. It's kind all, of a bummer that they didn't. All three of them are free agents. It's kind of a bummer that they didn't. Um, I mean, unless Teddy just continue, wants to continue sitting behind Breeze for two years and then takes over as a, you know a starter, but nah, how did yeah, the, I don't think he's gonna do. How that. did the Saints not figure? How did they not like plan for this? All three of their quarterbacks free agents in the same year. Well, um, I think Teddy only Teddy only signed a one year deal. Yeah. He was. I think he was more insurance, and like obviously it was needed insurance because of Breeze's thumb. But at the same time, I mean, I guess it's a good problem to have, and it's going to be difficult to say. You know, one thumb injury. Who knows how that's going to linger on for the rest of Breeze's career? And you know, he's what forty-one now, forty-two, forty-two. So I mean, he's definitely getting up there. But I think the Saints would be stupid to look anywhere else other than Drew Breeze. Yeah. I agree. And I hope Teddy B gets paid because he deserves it. Well, you know, just everything he's gone through. That that boy deserves a fat paycheck. Yeah, it's been an uphill battle for him. I'd love to see him go somewhere where he would uh, he'd be loved and get paid. Tom, don't do that. I'm itching my nuts right now. <laughs> yeah, nobody needs to be a part of that but you. Um, <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about the elephant in the room, Big Bad Brady, a story that has been riddled with cryptic messages, uh, what-if scenarios, and just pure skepticism. The GOAT is a free agent. Um, I think the most important date to think about right now is March 16th. That is the deadline, essentially, that the Patriots have to negotiate contract uh, talks with him. And I think that if something is not settled before March 16th, then you very well will have a free-roaming Tom Brady. Um, we talked a little bit about the Titans being a strong home for him with Vrabel. Uh, but we'd love to hear some other thoughts, you know, where he might potentially end up and where a strong fit would be for him. Um, you know, the judge is in New York now, so... Talk about people that he knows and people that he's familiar with. I'll throw New York out there, but want to hear from the rest of you. Um, I really don't think he leaves New England. I don't really care. I, I know some guy today, Tom, you know, you see that stuff? He's got like a radio show. Some guy used to play on the Patriots. Said that it's like a guarantee that he's going to leave New England and likely go to San Diego. It's just, it's one of those things that, I just can't see Tom, like, I know Peyton did it, you know, Favre ended up doing it, um, there's a couple other good examples that I'm blanking on, of, like, switching teams late in their career, I just don't see Brady as, as that guy. Yeah, and the issue right now is that there's essentially nothing to keep the NFL relevant right now, aside from free agency, and... You know, from this big list of quarterbacks, Tom Brady is undoubtedly the biggest name. First time in 20 years he's testing the free agency market. But, you know, the Patriots fan in me also wants him to stay. But I don't, like, I don't feel like he owes the team anything to come back. And that's something that most of, like, Patriots Nation is really having a difficult time coming to grips with. And to make matters worse, it's just every move 
that Brady makes now is being so scrutinized. Like you saw him in Vegas with, uh, you know, Dana White at the at McGregor's fight, and he was seen with the Raiders ownership there. Then he was out in L.A. looking at schools for his kid to go to, and now he's in New York City and. Um, he stepped down from the board in Massachusetts. He sold well, his house. I mean, I don't, the I don't really and care speculation about that, build up. Yeah, like it, no, it's I'm, all I'm just saying it's, it's all, all just, bullshit. It's yeah, it's everybody just like picking apart every little detail of this guy's life, and it's like you know when we look back at it, it's like all right, like realistically, it it's about the money. He needs to get paid. He wants to get paid, and that's fine. And there are several teams, such as possibly the Cowboys. The Chargers, the Raiders, and even the Giants. Um, you might be talking about Scott Zolak, Harrison. Boston radio host tweeted out just New York Giants, mm. NYG, the other day. And that kind He's of sparked. Th- well, word, word is that this guy, Scott Zolak, is a radio host in Boston. Got word from somebody in the Giants organization that they are throwing their name, you know, in the ring for the Brady, the uh, the Brady, you know, sale, whatever you want to call it. While I don't think it's likely, again, it's just showing, like, we who the fuck knows what's going to happen. And I'm so sick of hearing every little detail about it just being ripped apart and picked at. Like, I, I just, I can't wait for this shit to be over. And at the end of it, I'm either going to be very sad or very happy, but I'd, I'd rather just like this to be over but sooner than later. Here's my thing to dissect uh that nyg tweet and his insider information no shit the giants want to throw their hat in the ring i would assume every team would want a six time super bowl winning champion not only a six time winning but tom brady himself so i think it's like ridiculous for him to say like oh talk to somebody in the giants organization they really want him they're throwing their hat in the ring it's like yeah everybody does but do you have the money and do you have the space yeah, and the answer is no. Um, but the teams that you have listed, San Diego, the Raiders, they do have space. The Titans. Those, I mean, th- I those are probably the only three, and the Patriots being I, the fourth realistic team. I think there's only one realistic team. I know that we joke, and I was chirping you today, but I, he's not leaving New England, and I think that's the fact of the matter. Yeah, and then Gronk's gonna come back, and we're gonna shit on all of you. That would be cool. That would be super. I would very much so enjoy that if Gronk came back to football. I would not be mad. I would not hate it. The only issue, I think Gronk is still on Gronk Beach living it up. Almost he might, two weeks removed. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That guy is cooked right now. Um, all right, well, that's all I got here for us, gentlemen. So let's close things out with some buzzer beaters. Harry, what do you got for us, kid? Um, I don't really. I don't, I've been looking up. <laughs> I've been looking. Nah, I've, I've. Besides the fact that uh, Rangers, sort of third string goalie, sort of gonna be our starter in the near future. Uh, Igor Shosturkin is fucking nasty. Yeah. Um, and I think that the Rangers could go on a run, make the playoffs, and run the Stanley Cup. I think they're like plus like 15,000 right now. So, you know, strike while the iron's hot, as I say. Hey, man, I, I said it earlier this year. Um, 
the Rangers are a year off from, I genuinely believe, being Stanley Cup contenders. And like you said, they're potentially capable of making a playoff run here. Um, I think we're young. I think, like you said, we've got a third string who's a beast. Eventually, Lundqvist is going to, you know, Sooner step than later. down from the throne probably, I would imagine, this year if they don't make a run. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, because they're just going the opposite ways. They're going young, they're going younger with their offense and, and yeah. defense and the, and the roster in general, um, and, and he's not getting any younger. So I, li- I like what they've got going on. But I Silver did have Fox, a – Silver Fox, though. Silver Fox. It's true. Um, guy's a beast. I had a, a fun fact. You guys want to hear it? I would love to. Okay. Well, there's two. One was that Abraham Abraham Lincoln's wife was an opium addict, but that's not the good one. Um, that's pretty damn good. The probability that you, in any glass of water, will find at least one molecule of water once drunk by Cleopatra is practically 100%. It's kind of hard to like figure out what the fuck I just said. What? But it's saying that the, the probability that you... Drink a glass of water and find at least one molecule of that water that was once drunk by a Cleopatra is practically one hundred percent. I don't. Where did so, you, where did you get the, these numbers from? That's mind blowing. Uh, but what um, I'm trying to understand is how Cleopatra's water got from. So essentially, she drank it, she peed it out, and because they didn't have plumbing, it got into the earth and turned in. They it like vaporized. So, so we're drinking her pee. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. Does that make me royalty? That makes us all royalty. She must have drank a lot of water. A lot of water. That's a lot of peas. Like, when does her molecules run up? Run uh, out, I should say. Uh, Never. They're just constantly splitting into new molecules. Anyways, um, also... So with that being said... Tom, back me up 100, there. 100 plus years, somebody will be drinking molecules of me. Uh, that I, of water that I've drank. You're this, this, you're kind of uh, you're kind of on the the right page. There's uh, a couple essential laws of matter that govern all of science, and like rule number one is that matter can't be created or destroyed. It just gets recycled. And so like I see like sort of where you're coming from. I'm, I'm gonna have to run the numbers on dude, this, but I'm actually thinking about something disgusting now. If one molecule is Cleopatra's, then the rest of the molecules are also other people's piss. So essentially, a glass of water is urine. Yeah, that's what my science is telling me right now, too. <laughs> and I am not even a scientist. Look at that, kid. You like that? At least we got we got the we got the pot stirring a little bit. That that site's got all sorts of crazy facts. I don't know if any of them are real. Like I could have just completely are you, are you slandered on onion.com. <laughs> yeah. I could have just, just slandered destroyed Abraham Lincoln's yeah, what? Yeah. Maybe she was a really nice woman that didn't have an opium. <laughs> Good addiction. Christian woman. If, if you're listening, we're sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, we're sorry. Hey, Tom, close it out for us here. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Pitchers and catchers are reporting to spring training this week. Baseball is back, and I cannot wait to bring you more coverage next week. Man, I feel like baseball just ended. It did. Well, for, yeah, uh, your nationals, it kind of just did. Played more games than true. anybody. True, true, true. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it was an absolute pleasure. We hope you enjoyed 
We love having you guys. We love that you listen. Make sure that you click the link in our bio or check us out on Spotify and iTunes so you can subscribe to our weekly release released episodes. End of a long episode here. Um, and make sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter so that you guys can stay up to date and entertained and educated all the way through the work week up until that next episode. We hope you guys enjoyed. We're going to play you out with a throwback from the Carter 4, Blunt Blowing. Yeah. Later. Ladies. I'm putting my shades on. Uh, I live it up like these all my last days. If time is money, I'm an hour past pay. Oh, gunpowder in my hourglass. Niggas faker than some flour in the powder bag. Yeah, I put it down like my hands hurting. I'm on a natural high, but I land perfect. Some of us are lovers, most of y'all haters. But I put up a wall, and they just wallpaper. So lover hate me. They hate free, they say we learn from mistakes, but that's why they mistake me. I got some weight on my shoulders, to me it's like feathers. All hell easy, call it bad weather. I stick to the script, I memorize the lines. Cause life is a movie that I've seen too many times. You're on the outside looking in, close the blinds. And they say never, say never, but fucking never mind. I've been gone too long, true or false, right or wrong. <laughs> Hello, Weezy, welcome home. Yeah, and I'm a blunt blowing, polo draw showing. I don't give a lovely motherfucker ass nigga with my money growing. No matter where you going, you don't need a bus pass for me to bust your ass nigga. I'm a blunt blowing, polo draw showing. I, I don't give a lovely motherfucker ass nigga with my money blowing. No matter I got no when you don't need a bus pass for me to bust your ass. Between two dots, young money's eating, the label getting fatter, and yeah, the tables turn, but I'm still sitting at them. I'm a bad motherfucker, could the good die young? Everybody selling dreams, I'm too cheap to buy one. Man, when that cookie crumble, everybody wanna crumb. Shoot that hummingbird down, hummingbird don't hum, yeah. Big money, big money, deep pockets, money talks, and motherfuckers Bunch of bloods, you could call it blood clotting. Eastside, my problem gamble. I'm a blunt blowing, polo draw showing. I don't give a lovely motherfucker ass nigga with my teeth glowing. I'm on my deep going. You need a bus pass for me to bust your ass nigga. I'm a blunt blowing, polo draw showing. I'm a limit pusher See y'all dead me And me, I'm just a butcher I do it for the money Man, I am such a hooker And freedom was my girl Until they fucking took her You can look into the future It's fight behind your eyelids But I don't wanna know Cause shit, I like surprises Why that? Why this? Why you on that why shit? Motherfucker
to bust your ass, nigga. Right around, said I've been gone too long. True or false, right around. Hello, 